Welcome back. We are back for another episode of the Balcony Chatter podcast. Uh, I am your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, as always, Tim Taylor. Tim, how are we doing today? Woo! Off-season, baby. <laughs> Woo! Off-season. <laughs> oh, man. Let's go. It's time for deals. It's time for drafts. It's time for signs. It's time for extensions. So, so Let's okay. go. <laughs> let's, burr, 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 let's go, I guess, but... But let's just start by saying, as you already know, I don't even know why I'm going to say this, the Celtics have been bounced from the playoffs they or from sure the bubble. sure as shit have less than a, merely less than a week ago. and just To a in, team that they could have easily beat. I think so. I do. That's my take. Do we, do do we start so. it with that? Talk about what went wrong or do we already know? I think we all know what went wrong. It's just, um, <laughs> I think it's it's uh, mitigating where I think the blame belongs or how intense that blame should be. Um, and I think most of that really starts with Brad Stevens. So much of Celtics Twitter is calling for his head. I think that's a little mm, ridiculous. Uh, he lost to the two best players or the two best coaches in the NBA, as far as I'm concerned, Nick Nurse. And I mean, he didn't even lose to Nick Nurse, but everyone acts like it's a loss because of how he struggled with him. And uh, as if Tor Toronto was not dominant in the bubble and the playoffs, as if Toronto hadn't won beaten every other team they played besides the Celtics. Uh, and then Eric Spolster, who I think is the, hands down the best coach in the NBA. I am tired. I am just so tired of this fire, Brad. It's so short-sighted. It's so stupid. Is there things that drove me nuts that he did down the down the stretch? Absolutely. Does of it course. seem like he can't tell Marcus Smart to stop shooting three-point shots? Absolutely. Does it seem like he can't out-coach a 2-3 zone? Also, absolutely. Are all those things <laughs> big deals? Yes. However, don't fire Brad Stevens. Who do you want? Hey, here, here's here's a hot take from every idiot on Twitter, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm going to start it out by saying that. But Doc Rivers gets let go by the Clippers, and they go, should there be a reunion? No. No. Absolutely not. No. Doc Rivers is exactly where we want him. <laughs> well. Philadelphia. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's totally. The, re, the only reunion is him and Tobias Harris. Enough. Hush. Also, Should he left. He left to, because he didn't want to go into a rebuild. So, thanks for what we what you did for us. Thanks for the championship, but we're, it's over. It's yeah. It's long gone. Doc Rivers coaches in uh, in in last decade, and he's really good at it. And that's it. That, that's when Doc Rivers used to coach. Fifteen years ago, Doc Rivers is a great coach. I still think he's a good coach. I still think he's a he's a step up for Mike Brown for the Sixers. Uh, I got some Sixers fans friends who are stoked. I got other Sixers fans friends who are uh, freaking the hell out. I don't know. I, I know that most of them think it's the president of operations in the front ha front office that needs to get cleaned out. But Doc Rivers in the division is fun, and um, thank God he's not a back in green. <laughs> Seriously, just I don't I don't get that. And then uh, the other one is trade smart. And what I heard from talking to a friend. Uh, you know, I, you're in the Boston area, but I, I, we've talked about it. 98.5 drives you a little bit nuts, right? You're not totally yeah, yeah. always on board with them. Or totally. You've, you've listened a lot less. And partly it's because they get the hot takes, but then sometimes they get actual locker room drama, and you can't tell which is which. And the thing is is that a lot of people are saying that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, or a lot of people, meaning these 98.5, the sports hub, uh, is, are saying that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum would like Marcus Smart off of the team. Andrew, your thoughts, your initial react, your gut reaction to that. So, well, first of all, I think that they 
will say anything on the sports hub. Let's be real. But yeah, became I ESPN also since I left. I also think that if okay, I, I have two sides to this. So if that's true, is it because they feel like he outshined them in the playoffs? Or there's no way that's true because he was the most consistent player throughout the entire playoffs. Like, they, why would they want him gone? What what does that? How does that make your team any better? So the only way that they could possibly want him to be off the team is because of an ego standpoint. I think. I mean, if they're mad that he yelled at them in the locker room, that they deserved it. Everybody in that locker room deserved it. They blew a couple games where they could have easily won, yeah. and it's like. He's the guy that's going to speak out, and if you don't like it, it's just because, like, like if if I'm just – this is all speculation. So, like, if they don't like being told that they played poorly or that they could have played better, then they need to, like, grow up a little bit because somebody has to tell you that you blew the game. And, it, and it's not just – it wasn't just Brown and Tatum. It was everybody. Like, the, the games that they lost, they could have won most of those games. Like, especially – I don't know, man. I I don't see that happening. I think if they were to trade him, I don't think it's because Tatum and Brown are saying that they want him gone. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. And I don't I, I don't think you should trade him. I I think we talked about it. He's like the only guy who embodies like what I see as Celtics basketball and grit and tenacity and and just I mean he does some very dumb things down the stretch like shooting and stuff. But I take him out. I don't know. Punish him. Like I I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know. I think his biggest weakness is the flopping, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, because he's one of those guys that is going to give you 100% all the time. He's going to – not that it's, like, effective in basketball, but he's going to stick up for his teammates all the time. You know what I mean? Like, he's the type of guy that if someone's going to get in your face, he's going to get right in their face. You right. know, like, he doesn't – it doesn't matter who it is. And those are the guys that you want out there kind of battling with you on on the court because – like, you can't let people take liberties. It's the same type of thing in hockey. I mean, that's why I hope they never actually get fighting out of the game completely because, like, players do take liberties against other players that they feel like they're able to. No, and Marcus I say Smart doesn't to basketball. He doesn't take that. Yeah. He doesn't take that from anybody. Yeah. So he's a guy that I want to keep. I would want to keep on the team that I think is, um, you know, he's worth it. I totally agree. And he compliments the team well, too. I mean, like you said, if he has problems shooting, you got to have that conversation with him. Look, man, we love you. You make some great shots at times, some big shots, but, like, you got to chill out on those threes because yeah. even if you not hit, great. Even if you hit six of them, don't shoot ten. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, there was a stat the other day that I think needs to be broadcast a little further than it usually is. Celtics were the youngest team in the playoffs, the shortest team in the playoffs, and had the least amount of experience of all 30 NBA teams this season, yet they still finished third in the title race. Excuse me. Coming just six wins shy of a championship. Seems like success to me. And Is that I, good? Uh, I screenshotted it, so I cut off the author, but shout out to him for doing the research. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty good. I think <laughs> that's pretty good. I also think that's pretty, uh, you know, don't blow it up or shake any major pieces uh but you know uh Danny Ainge finally had his big presser today and he's talking about how uh you know I think they le we learned that we're not good enough I think that's a fair assessment also we got to recognize this year is not going to be the same talent that we're looking at next year already 
We have this team called the Brooklyn Nets, who have two guys who barely played, who are two perennial, maybe future Hall of Fame, Hall of Famers in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. We have a Washington, or no, a Golden State uh, Warriors team that is about to have the second overall pick, or maybe trade that to become an, a crazy force again. There's the possibility that Giannis leaves. There's so much shaking up to do. The idea that we'll be a top three team is not solidified. Yes, we are a team of the future in the East. Seems like the Miami Heat are as well. Uh, but, we, you know, we I think we just got to strengthen the depth. And that's what we didn't have against Miami. That's what we haven't had the entire series. And, like, we could wait and see if these guys mature into something more productive. Or we could make those moves to try to win now. And I, I am more on board with the latter. If you're ready to go, then hop on board. But if you're not, we might need to find someone who is. So what's the deal with Gordon Hayward for next year? Because I think, what, does he have an option to, to potentially pick up, or what's the deal? Um, is that is that already next year? Is, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's a player's option that, you know, he could say no to, but... Why, why, how would that benefit him? So it's just, it wouldn't, especially because, um, you know... NBA revenue has gone down. That's just what happened with the pandemic. They haven't had anybody in stadiums, uh, so it's just gone down. Yeah, so he has the $34 million player option to pick up. I'm, I'm going to guess he's going to pick that up. Enos Cancer has a player option he could pick up. I'd love to have Enos back. Uh, I thought he was solid off the bench. Brad Wanamaker's a free agent, and then other than that, pretty much the entire team is still locked in. Hmm. So, I mean, you're going to see a fairly similar team next year, right? I mean, what the, what changes? I think you're going to see movement from what what Danny led me to believe is that you you might see some movement. He said they have room to develop a player in the G League right now with one of their draft picks. He said they want to draft they've been speaking to uh drafting a pure shooter. Um I think you're you're going to see, you know, um, I think you might see some Trader Danny. I think you might see Trader Danny's hat back on. Maybe draft night. I don't know. Um, now, what are the chances of us getting some taco time next year? Whew, uh, right now, pretty backed up. Uh, you know, he's... I, I, I don't understand this Poirier attempt. Especially, like, why did we sign him for two years at 2.6 mil? If he's not even going to get really minutes at all, and I know he had a hand injury, but like, is he part of the deal next year? If he is part of the deal next year, then you have Tice, Cantor, Poirier, Robert Williams, and then Taco Fall. That is that is your big man depth chart for a single position, and Yikes. that is that is backed up. Uh, Grant Williams even playing some at the five. Obviously, he's more of a four, but. Uh, Oh, we can also lose, we can finally lose, and I'm sorry, and I, I wanted you to pan out, but you really didn't, Shemi Ojale, uh, but we, <laughs> he has, there's a player option that I, w I would think we, the Celtics would be out of their minds to pick up uh, next year. But Danny also said this, and this is the juiciest detail that he laid on the line, is that the Celtics are fully prepared to be a luxury tax team next season. Let's go. That's the words you like to hear. Uh, I love Tice. I think Tice actually proved that he did really well down the stretch. Um, you know, and, and like throughout the season with the with the plus minus statistic on defense, leading the NBA, 
he cannot guard the perimeter is what we saw in the Miami series. And we we're just going to, you can't have a starting center who can't switch off the pick and roll or else he'll just get absolutely burned, you know? So something's got to, I, I think we need a different center or maybe Robert Williams flourishes into that role. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. If we don't have it all, is it bench depth? I'm not sure. Is there a big move coming? I think that'd be short sighted, but I, I just, I don't know. It, anything could happen in this off season. It was a really strange ending. Uh, I, I remember on this podcast, we talked about being upset with Jason Tatum shot three or four times a game when he was playing hero ball in the fourth quarter, that was almost, that was one of the most infuriating things to watch. And I do think it was a sign of maybe immaturity. Uh, but then you saw Marcus, who's the longest tenured Celtic doing the same thing. Why we're doing one pass and shoot when we're down 10 at the end of a game of an elimination game, just seems like Brad has given up or has no control or what have you. Um, it does seem like he kind of was disappointed and maybe just like kind of wanted them to figure it out on their own or something, but he did not seem as hands-on during this. And I, I get, I guess that's why a lot of people are, you know, calling for his head potentially, which I understand, but I don't know. I don't, how I don't, can you justify you get getting, how, yeah, Mike, how can you, I don't want friggin' Mike D'Antoni. Like, come on. How can you get rid of a coach that just brought you to the Eastern conference finals? Twice. Has like, done it you twice. don't, you, you don't see that as a win. Like it, no, you know. yeah. Well, I mean, and I guess that's the obnoxiousness of Boston fandom. Yeah, we're we're just so damn spoiled that like. All right, he he had six years with literal table scraps, <laughs> and 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 people he's raised into draft picks, and like then a couple other you know a couple of big signings that didn't work out. He's never had no one has ever seen our team and been like this is the title favorite. I don't even think did we get that when Kyrie was there? I don't think so. I don't no. think people expected us to beat the Warriors. No, and and even if we had made it to the finals, I think we would have got slapped by the Lakers anyway. Yeah. I don't Yeah. I don't know. I would have liked to see it. Seems like it would be a more interesting series. Um because what? this this is looking over with both Bam and Drogic down. Uh they're still calling Bam uh Drogic doubtful, but I mean, Planta Fasciardis or whatever it is, he's he might he could be out next year. You think you think Lakers in five? I think Lakers in four right now. Damn. Yeah, I don't know when the, the Heat get one. I mean, the Lakers aren't going to be that hot, and maybe the Heat aren't. And listen, your boy, your boy put some your boy put some nice bets on the Heat doing some f- funny business, but oh, without Dragic or Bam, come on. Come on. What a, what an upsetting end to the bubble, honestly. Because, again, I put money on it. I thought the Heat could win. I think it, I think it was a possibility. Um, likely, I wouldn't go that far. But could they? I think so. And just to to just have, like, two, two of their top three guys and, like, producers go down. What now? You know, yeah. what are we going to watch now? I don't know. You know what I'm going to watch? This G League tournament in November, December. That's where you're going <laughs> to see Taco Fall, I'm hoping. Yeah. Can't wait for that. Oh man. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's going to it's going to be a really weird and it's going to be like a nice storybook ending for the Lakers with the Kobe stuff and, you know, I'm happy for them. I'm not happy for Lakers fans. I'm happy for Lakers organization. <laughs> they drive me nuts. Um uh, but yeah, 
I don't know, man. What a what a weird ending to the season. It's just like the the fun or interesting part is is that we are now in the off season. We are now interviewing draftees, and the draft is coming up this month, I believe. Like, it's crazy. Then free agency right after that. It's about to get fun. I mean, we're we're not going to be bored for a minute unless we don't have a kickoff coming until beyond January. Oh yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to have plenty to talk about. Yep. So, but so so, I think to wrap up the Celtics talk, like what what do you want to see happen this off season in order? Like if we put this same team out on the floor, it's, we're gonna have the same result next year. You know, maybe we make it yeah. to the finals, but I think that we get slapped by whoever's in the finals. Like if it, if you put this same team out there, so what needs to happen exactly for us to make it that one step further? You know, I I consider this team with the young players right now making it to the finals is a win. Like, if you don't win the whole thing, it sucks. But that's still a win. I mean, that's still a positive for the future of this team. Yeah. So what do they need to make, to take that last step? Bench. They just need okay. bench. And they, they need a center who can guard, guard, you know, switches and bench. And uh, to play team basketball again to stop playing these one pass shoots or yeah. isos it's just like and 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 to figure out like are we are we going to see the entire nba throw a 2 3 zone at us next year and have it kill us got to figure out how to break the 2 3 zone i don't know what the hell that's about but we we also saw i mean if the other team has the right player kemba can be really taken out of the equation <laughs> you can say that again and uh, i mean that 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 yeah. really hurt us this this playoff season. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Listen, I, I've I've definitely not given up on Kemba, and to anyone who has, buckle in because there's three more years of it. He's definitely going to take that player option. So, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't, yeah. I really just I don't know what I want. I just want to wait and see what happens because, uh, yeah. I mean, if if the president of basketball operations says we're not good enough, and I mean, obviously. It, Results look like we're not good enough. And guess what? The Lakers are just going to get better next year. The fact that, you know, they have, like, is Alex Caruso the third best player on the team? Is Dwight Howard? Is is Danny? It's not Danny Green. Is Kyle Kuzma? No. Dude, like, who who is the third best guy? They don't even have a third guy. And if they get a half of a third guy, or if they get a legitimate third guy, the Lakers are going to tool on the Western Conference. And the, and if we're the best team in the East, I don't see us beating them. No, not like this, not right now. Yeah. So, tough season, good season, weird season, pandemic season. I A hope lot we can, to learn from. Yeah, uh, Adam Silver now saying that he hasn't taken the bubble off the table. They're not going to play in a bubble. I'm sorry. See, I feel like basketball players are more likely to play in a bubble than hockey players, but. I don't know. I don't think anybody wants to do it. No, yeah, I don't. It's got to be a more laxed bubble, if anything, yeah. I think. I don't know. <coughs> and I, Which I can see the benefit in that, like still keeping them in one area and avoiding travel, but lo- lo- loosening the restrictions. I don't know. I how many times have I said I don't know? <laughs> so, I'm sorry, but I mean, uh, how, how are you? Yeah, there's there's no way of knowing what's gonna happen. I don't know what to do. I'm, really, I just I 
I don't I don't know the answer. I want I want to <laughs> I want to keep so this you, team as close so, as possible, but maybe get. I don't know, dude. We've been grooming young guys for a while, and yes, it worked with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, who we had a good feeling it would work with. But what, Shemi Ojale, go get away. Sorry, but like you're you're he's like our ninth guy, and he what he can play Giannis on defense occasionally. Like it's get get out of here, man! Like it's just like <laughs> they need more depth of talent. We yeah. are stacked, and our starting five—if they all score twenty—I think we can win any game and beat any team. And that's an insane thing to rely on every night. And you just need yep. you need bench scoring. We we must have had one of the worst bench scoring teams in the NBA. Had to have been. I don't know, man. They got to do something, but it. It's just going to be interesting to see everything, whether how the Celtics decide to change up their team for next year and, like, just what the bubble is even going to be like. Players, I think it also has a lot to do, like, unless you're LeBron or you're, like, a guy who has been around and you just want to win and that's all you care about, like, it probably takes a toll on some of these younger guys that they don't get to see their family or they don't know how to deal with it because they're like, well, I'm just playing basketball, and, you know, this is my job, and so-and-so and so. Like, LeBron is trying to build his legacy. He will go and play in a in a bubble if that's what it takes to to win the championship. You know what I mean? So I don't know that some of these guys were playing. Maybe they were, like, bummed out or whatever it was, and they weren't on their A game, and, and it didn't help the team. So if we go into a bubble next year, it might it might be bad for us again. I just don't think the players will ever agree to a bubble. I think if you're, I don't think a bubble is ever going to happen again. This was only with 22 teams, and when it was at full capacity, it was a nightmare at times. Like just like people being like, "Oh, yeah. this actually sucks," and like everyone complaining, and like uh, I don't, know. it's they're not going to do it. Adam Adam Silver also wants to do an 82 game season next season, which what? Like yeah, when no. when do you catch up? Is is the NBA just going to start in January now? Is that just the new thing? Is football going to be suddenly chill with that? Like, no way. Like, I don't know, man. It just, I, I don't get the planning, and I guess I'm just going to eat popcorn and see where everyone moves around and see if James Harden becomes a Philadelphia 76er. And oh, God. Whatever. I don't know. It's going to it's gonna shake up. This is what happens. I, yep. I would love to run a similar team back, but these teams, they just switch and switch and switch. The NBA is the most changing roster year by year in any of sports, it feels like. In terms of stars. I think you're right. I think you're right. But let's um let's change gears here a little bit and let's talk about some hockey. All right. So there's a lot going on right now. And not necessarily all with the Bruins, but there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So I figure what we'll do first is I got a text um today on the on the line um that asked, should the Bruins get rid of Rask next season and take on Lundquist on a one year deal? Woo. So for those of you who don't know, Lundqvist was bought out after, I think, 15 seasons with the Rangers. Or maybe it was 15 years, which would probably span more than that. You know, so he's a free agent as as it stands right now, and anybody could really pick him up. But I don't – for me personally, I say no. And I'll tell you why. Um, I don't think – like, so here's, here's my thing. I – He's a great goalie. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. It is what it is. He's the they call him the king. I don't know what he's the king of. He's never won. Like 
the king of of what the playoffs and getting bounced or like what's the deal like great I, I think he's an awesome goalie and he's had a hell of a career and I'm not going to take that away from him but I don't cool man yeah you're the king that whatever but I don't I don't want him I especially don't want him as our starter after getting rid of Rask you know like I'd rather see us get a guy like Holtby um yeah I like that but but no I I, I don't want him I don't know how you feel about that um, I think it's a pretty hot take. He's very old. Tuca's kind of already approaching a little bit old on the back end of his career, back end of his prime, maybe. Um, no, I think if you're going to invest in a goaltender or anything like that, why? I don't know. I don't know, Andrew. We we talk about how you don't have much time left with these guys. I guess it's a it's an effort, but so speaking of the ever reference. the ever uh, tabloid creating ninety eight five, they seem to defend the fact that. He had a family emergency. Just for reference here, Tuca is 33 years old with one one more year on his deal. Mm-hmm. And Lundqvist is 38. No. So, no. no. But that's the other thing, too. Here, here's my other side of the, the coin with this because I had a conversation through DMs today with somebody on, um, on Instagram, and they were talking about not getting rid of Rask because, um, you know, Tuca – look, Tuca's got us to, to two finals – we haven't won them, but the last one was not on Tuca. So I'm not saying that. But here's my other thing is that he's a great goalie. You're, you're, he has value on the market. Goalies are, are hard to come by, especially a, a, you know, a Vesna candidate. Um, so he still has something left in the tank, but he has one more year left on his deal. I don't see Tuca staying past that, whether it's with the Bruins or whether he retires. I don't feel like he has the love for hockey like he used to. I'm speaking from a fan's perspective. I don't know the guy. Um, but I also think that if you can get something for him, he, when his contract expires, he, he's either retiring or we're giving him a lower contract. There's no chance that they're giving him seven-plus million like they gave him now. So why not try to get something for him if you're going to eventually lose him? Yeah, so and I think that's you, I think that's similar to the crew thing right now. But your ideal situation is trading for a goaltender, right? N- not necessarily. If it, it not necessarily if you can pick up somebody else. So, like, he, the other thing that's that I'm thinking is like there's been a lot of trade speculation going around right now that the Bruins are going after Oliver Ekman Larson from from the Coyotes, which. I have my feelings on this as well because he is a very he's a number one defenseman. So he's gonna ask for number one defenseman money. So if you can't pay Krug, what makes you think you're gonna be able to pay this guy? Right. So for me, I almost think if you can get rid of Tuca to get either a defenseman or a really nice forward or whatever it may be, you and it, you have to increase you have to better your defense in order to make it worth taking a step back in the goalie position. So I would love to see in a perfect world, we get somebody like flurry or we get somebody like Holtby as our starter with Halak still as our backup, but you bolster that defensive core so that you can continue to, you know, you, you don't have to have that elite goalie. You just need to have a really good goalie. So I don't know. The whole thing is, is strange. It all comes back down to no, hell no! I don't want Henrik Lundqvist on this team. Yeah, 
<laughs> well, what if he's the only pickup option after you trade Rask? At 38 years old, I don't think I, I still don't think I want him. I think I'd rather take my chances with Halak as the number one. Oof. Well, yeah. I mean, what's this guy like? So he didn't even he was like a backup half the time last season anyway. So what does he have left in the tank that's better than what Halak has? Yeah. I'd take him and Halak if he if we didn't have to pay him much. Sure. If he was like, yeah, I'll take the veteran minimum. Okay. Yeah. Two, I just don't see that happening. I'd max out at two mil. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll do that too, but I know for a fact that he's not going from a $10 million salary to like $2 million. You hear that, Einrich? That's our offer, bud. No budging. <laughs> no budging. No budging. So the other side of this that I that I want to get your opinion on is the Krug thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. So so the last thing that happened was basically they were talking about trading away his rights. Yeah. And as of right now, we're ta- we're talking Thursday night. That that has not happened. What's the deadline? Is there one? There's got to the, be. One. Well, yeah, I forget what it is, but either way, they're like. So here's the other thing is that they supposedly offered him a six-year deal at $6.5 million a year, which pretty good money if you can get it, right? Yeah. So he doesn't actually know what he's going to get on the open market because he's still under contract and he's still, like, he can't he can't take offers yet. But they offered him that deal, and I'm wondering if the reason that they haven't traded him is because he's thinking on the deal. Because the thing is, like, Six and a half million dollars is a lot of money for six years. Like that, that's a long contract right there for him. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he's worth more than that. And I think that if he takes a chance and he goes to free agency and somebody offers him seven million dollars and he takes that because he didn't take what the Bruins had offered him, I think he might regret it. I mean, don't get me wrong, five hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money, especially over six years. I mean, you're talking three million dollars that you're leaving on the table, but I feel like he would rather play in Boston where he loves it here. He loves the team. He loves the culture of hockey here. And like to, to take a, a little bit of a pay cut, I'm not talking like a mil and a half a year. It, I think that he's really thinking on, you know, this is a big deal for me. This is a lot of money for me and my family. And I wonder, you know, maybe this is worth taking as opposed to like, nobody's giving him, if somebody gives him $8 million a year, I'll be shocked. I mean, yeah, and, and and again, um, like we we don't know what these these or these uh you know just these these leagues are gonna have money wise, you know there hasn't been any even real speculation of what the the salary cap's gonna be for either of them, and the revenue hit has got to be astronomical from COVID, right? So six 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 and a half mil might be insane for what for what the salary cap is going to be you right. know so that that might be the well, steal like there might not be eight for even a team who has nobody and can you know think you would think throw around eight i don't know i think it has i think it's going to end up coming down to like him going to detroit or staying here because if detroit was like hey man we'll give you eight million dollars a year for six years he's gonna go there he's from there he wants to play there but at the same time, if he's getting offered seven million dollars for six years by Florida, or he's getting six and a half at six here, no, sorry, 
six and a half for six years. I feel like he's going to take that pay cut to stay here with this team. I mean, you're looking. You're also talking about a cup contender. Yeah. Like he's going to go to to the Red Wings, or he's going to go to the Panthers and not be a cup contender. Like, right. I know you got to get the money. Like that part I understand. But if it's taking a little bit of a hit to potentially win the cup over the next couple seasons, I I don't know, man. I just um, yeah. Also, are the Red Wings ever going to be good again? Uh, no, they they are actually never. Uh, um, let me hang on. Let me double check that on online right now. Nope, it says they will never be good again. Actually, uh, yeah. I'm oh, sorry, Detroit. And also, fans have to live in Detroit, so that's kind of it's a lose lose situation. I I feel terrible for everyone involved. Yeah. I saw I they mean, I they were they have fans at the Lions games in the indoor Ford Field, and they're just like crammed way up top. But like it's not really social distancing. They're just away from the field. <laughs> They're just as like, far right, away from you, the players as possible. All right, you sick peasants. You want to watch the game? Get up there. <laughs> it's just some freaking. There's a vibe about it that's uh, interesting. I'll say. Oh boy. Um, I, yeah, I, I, know, I know you want to keep Krug a bunch, and I just I want to see what the money is, and I just feel like us even talking these figures, we don't really understand what that means. Right, but we will, will, we will say, soon. I gotta imagine they're they're about to announce it because we uh, the champion has been crowned. The NHL season is over, and f- yes, and f you Pat Maroon. <laughs> yeah, we should we should talk about that actually real quick because right. as much as as much as I know that we probably both don't want to talk about it, I think, <sighs> I mean the better team obviously won. The better team that was injured won, and that's kind of the the worst part. And I just I hate them. I hate them. Yeah. I hate them. I like Stamkos. I kind of do. I hate I, everyone else on that team. That's the thing. I'm glad that he finally is going to get his name on the cup. And he's pretty much the only guy on that team that I really care for. I mean, Vasilevsky's a great goalie. Yeah. I mean, I think I mean, that he, you know. Freaking nut. We, we need he, our Vasilevsky, dude. He was going to win one at some point in his career. So I'm glad that he helped Stamkos get his. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's tough, but at least, you know, we lost to the best team, if you want to look at it that way. And I was really pulling for Dallas to win that, but they didn't really even stand a chance. No, and just like game six is such a lame ending. Like, I I wish they almost didn't push it. Also, the NHL going back-to-back in the cup is just, like, mean. I don't even, dude, I don't understand half the stuff that goes on in these bubbles. Like, same thing with the NBA. They were starting, when, when I was, like, surprised that they were starting the next round before the other round was even done. It's like, what? What is you doing? Congratulations to NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman on not being booed this year because there <laughs> also, were no fans in the building to do it. Wh- whoever did the sound with the, the the applause and all that really dropped the ball to not throw in some boos there. Yeah. just You completely took me out of it. <laughs> kind of offended by that, actually. Oh, man. It just two nothing finished too. It's just like ugh, whatever. And now the Rays are like relevant, and like Tampa's like about to maybe win two titles. Like what? What is? What is twenty twenty, dude? What the dude, hell dude, doing is twenty twenty? They're doing the parades on jet skis, which is also pretty dope. Though. Very dope. Also pretty socially distant. I think that's a pretty smart move. Um, not quite though. No, I don't, I don't know Florida. if you happen to see. It's Florida, but it's just how many can you fit on a jet ski? You know. Yeah, but did you see the video of the players allowing fans to drink out of the cup? Yeah, that was that was so sick. 
That was a. Uh, that definitely was definitely gonna get COVID. I think any, I think all these champions don't care. Yeah, no. I'll get COVID. They were in a bubble. They were like, this is the peak of my life. This is what I was hoping for my entire life, and I finally got it. So if I die, I mean, it is what it is, right? If I die, it's the cup. Because Dude, that's going to be the next it's commercial. The cup. <laughs> yeah. COVID, why? Because it's the cup. I mean, listen, Dude. if the Bruins won, I'd get COVID drinking out of that thing. If it came, if it came my way, definitely. Well, I mean, I'd chug Purell out you, of it. You, you couldn't stop me from getting COVID out of that thing. Yeah, yeah, I'd hit a Bud Light. Whatever they, <laughs> whatever they pour in there. Cheap I think suds. that'd be the only time. That'd be the only time that I'd be. Uh, I'm down. Whatever yeah. is in the cup, I don't care what it is. Yeah, dude, man. Let's go. Yeah, I think you have to. It's like uh, that's the closest we get to to communion. <laughs> yeah, that's like a that that's pretty much like baptism in Boston. And it comes maybe once in a lifetime. I I missed it the first time around, so we'll see. Um, oh man. I don't know. Is it, mo- moving pieces are about to shift. October is going to be a lot busier than I think you or I really imagined. And but I honestly don't think that we're going to see hockey or basketball again until at least End of December. No. If not January or February. I'd be surprised. January, basketball has all but said they won't be back in December, and I'd be surprised if hockey was. Yeah. I mean, they did say that they were allowing teams to open up their facilities starting October 15th, but they have to have, like, a written <laughs> – they have to have, like, a written permission slip. They have to have five players that are um, – that – are like guaranteeing that they're going to work out at the facility. If they have less than five players, they won't. The NHL won't allow them to open up their facility. How does that make any sense? Like, what? If, what if four people wanted to do it? Then there's less chance of getting COVID. Yeah, but I, well, probably because all the personnel that they have to run those buildings. I suppose putting them around. But man, like, what? <laughs> you should you should get a new roster if you only have four guys who want to get back out there. <laughs> That, that I understand too. if you just got bounced, but like these other teams, like, yikes. I mean, we'll see in two weeks. We'll see what the Bruins, if they open up their facility, if they got guys in there that want to go. I mean, I would imagine because a lot of these guys still live in Boston year round yeah. or in the area. Yeah. So I would imagine that if they're going to be working out no matter what, why not go to the best facility around? Like that play, the Warrior Ice Arena is brand new last couple years. And, and it's like, why wouldn't you want to go there and have everything? at your disposal for workout equipment and facilities and all that. So. Yeah, you know, and, like, honestly, they can still kind of live their lives. You know, they can still hang out and see friends and family, and, you know, if they get sick, they got to screw off for two weeks, but that's right. all, you know. Just keep the testing up and everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. I hope I hope we get back out there. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting off season for both teams, and we have a lot coming up. Hopefully, some updates, you know, soon. Uh, we do have some new guests coming up uh, episodes in the ne- in the near future. So, and if you didn't uh, get a chance to check it out, Ryan Spooner dropped this week, and is a pretty fascinating interview in my opinion. I, I thought he was a great guy, and uh, just check that one out. Get get some insight of inside the Bruins locker room from the from. About twenty, well, like what was it, like twenty twelve to twenty eighteen ish, in the organization. Yeah, something around around those times. I mean, he he, 
that was a super fun interview. He's an awesome guy. We love talking to him. We actually, um, you know, if you listen, if you did listen to that episode, we do plan to have him back on in in a few months to talk about what's going on in the KHL. Yep. Um, Go Minsk. Get a couple more stories out of him. Huh? Go Minsk. Yeah, seriously. I've been trying to keep up with the scores and stuff over there. He's got a couple apples every day. It seems like so. Nice. Um, Good on him. He's he's doing he's doing big things over there. And like he said, they're actually playing a lot better than they were last year. I I, I mean, I'm excited to talk to him again once once they get closer to their playoffs and stuff like that. Hopefully they're in the running for that. So yeah, it's just nice um, he's having fun out there, man. Thanks for coming on. Ryan. Yeah, exactly. Appreciate so that guy. listen, everybody, listen to that episode if you haven't. Um, and, and we got a couple more episodes coming up. As always, we're probably not going to say who the guests are. So um, just keep your eyes open for that, and, and we'll try to maybe tease some of that a little bit when we know when episodes are going to drop. And, um, and yeah. Till then, we'll have, ep- I mean, we'll have updates next week, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll have some updates. We'll see how these finals shake out, unfortunately. We won't be doing a... An episode on that, but we'll definitely touch on it. I'm sure because, yeah, you know, there'll be there'll be things to talk about. So, yeah, for those of you and out there that, who care, pray for football. Yeah, seriously. Good luck, Titans. I will. I we will leave you with some wise words um, to end this episode. Just remember that next year is going to be our year, and we're going to do it. We're going to go all the way to the finals, and these are the words to live by. Who's, yeah, who's going to win next year? Who's going to win it? The Celtics. Because there's no other reason why. The Celtics are the balls. I agree. There you have it. Didn't see.